Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Claudius. Hello, and welcome to Totalus Rankium, episode number five. Yes, going from Augustus to Augustus, and we are now on number four, and Jamie, in this week, has got a poster with all the Roman emperors on. Yes. And it's scary. It is. It's <laughs> quite a, intimidating. There's a lot of them. Yeah. We're still near the start. Yeah. But that's exciting as well. I like it. Right, okay. We left on a cliffhanger last week. We, we did. I So, yeah. I, I have been no wondering. idea who's coming up. I genuinely don't. But I, well, no, I have an idea. Yeah, but because you I'm did not sure. just record the intro. Yeah, and I have got the poster with him on as well. Yeah, and at the top of my notes here quite clearly says, yeah. Claudius, is that a surprise to you? Oh, it's Claudius. <laughs> right, well, we left on a cliffhanger. Yes. So let's do a previously on Totalus Rankium. Dun, 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 dun. If you remember, the, the Claudius was behind his curtain. Yes. Caligula was dead. Yes. Footsteps. And it was the Praetorian Guard led bloody by Bloody swords. Then we cut. Yes. Yeah. Savagely. Shall. Yeah. We start again. But much to your surprise, we're not starting with Claudius. What? Yeah. See, imagine this is a TV show. Oh. And we open up, and there's a woman on a beach in the Mediterranean. Ooh. You don't know who she is. No. I have a lot of imagery in my head, though. Yeah, yeah. So imagine the waves <laughs> and the sea. That's not what I'm imagining, but okay. A solitary, t- <laughs> solitary tear rolling down her cheek. So she's feeling sad? She's feeling sad. She's on an island all on her own. She's thinking about her young child called Lucius <gasps> and how his life it was not going to be what she hoped it to be. Oh, Jamie's turning back to his family tree. Can he see a Lucius? No, he can't, because no. I've not mentioned him before. Then we finally cut back to Claudius behind the curtain. The curtain is pulled to the side. Claudius gasps and his eyes <laughs> widen. <laughs> he waits for the end. But then he hears a voice saying, Emperor Claudius, we have come to save you. <gasps> and that's when the credits roll, and then, yeah. and then it's and then when it actually starts. Yeah. So yeah, and then next yeah. week, a few little montage of a few bits and pieces yeah, yeah, that leave yeah. it quite ambiguous. So you're probably wondering who the woman is, aren't you? Uh, Lucius' mum? Lucius's mum? Yeah, yeah. Ah, see, I know. Yes, yeah. Well, we'll find out who she is. And who Lucius is. And who Lucius is. Very important characters, both of them. <laughs> we will come back to them in the narrative. So let's go back to Claudius. Okay. And the birth of Claudius. He was born in Lyon in France. He was born on the 1st of August in 10 BCE, back into the negative numbers for a bit. In 9 BCE, his father died. Oh, um, oh no. As per usual, lots of death. You're saying, oh no, you're (sighs) suspecting foul play. Well, no, I'm suspecting, well, Caligula had a lot of death around him as a youngster. I did. And yeah. he didn't turn out too well. He didn't, you're right. But he was a bit of a crazy nut, tin hat wearing, bat poo crazy <laughs> mentalist. He was. Well, we'll see how Claudius fares up. Oh. You know his dad, you may have forgotten, it's Drusus. Remember he fell off his horse? Was he, he Drusus died? the younger, D-Dog? No, no. Or the original? The original Drusus. Oh. The one who fell off his horse yeah. and then Tiberius jumped on his mobility scooter to go and see. Yes, that was it, yes. And yes. travelling at... No, three and a half miles an hour <laughs> yeah. through Italy. But breaking the world speed record at yeah. the time, at the same yeah. time, so it was all good. Um, yeah, so Drusus's dad dies before Claudius gets to know him. Um, so he was left to his mother Antonia to raise him and his brother Germanicus. Remember Germanicus, the really good guy? <gasps> yes. The rock star. I have a fact about that. Oh, go on then. 
I got this from uh, uh, Roman Emperors One on Twitter at twi- uh, at Roman Emperors One on Twitter. Yeah. Today, this date, the twenty fifth of May, the day mm-hmm. we're recording, is actually Germanicus's birthday. Oh, there we go. Yes. That's I a tweeted good thing. it out this morning. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. being Black Germanicus. Yeah, on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I can see it happening. <laughs> So Claudius and his brother Germanicus and their sister then live with Antonia, their mother. Mm. Now, his mother doesn't like Claudius much. refers to him as a monster. And whenever she hears about other people who are not very bright, would say things, Why, he's as stupid as my son Claudius. Yeah, now there's lots of theories about this. But it would appear that Claudius was born with some kind of disability or problem, but we don't know what it is. It's a bit too vague. Yeah, all the sources are too vague. All we really know is that his mother referred to him as an abortion of a man that had only been begun but never finished by nature. Oh, yeah. so it's like a proto-human almost. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. It is horrible. It's So, not the nicest of starts. It's not going to make him feel very confident, is it, no. on the playground? <laughs> no, they're going to pick on him. Yeah. Maybe this is where he gets his pet rock. His only friend. Yeah, his only friend. Yes, yeah, so if you've seen on our Facebook, Jamie productively spent this week whilst I was doing research making a rock with a face on it and a leash. Yeah, it's actually quite tricky painting it on with Tipex. Oh, is that um, Tipex, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite durable, though. It's quite yeah, nice. so, so our little rock on a leash is now our mascot and sits here whilst we record. Mm. I like him. He's staring good. at us. Yeah. Sorry. Right, Antonia then gets bored of Claudius so sends him off to live with Livia. Remember, that's Augustus's wife. Yes. So she's still hanging around in our story. Yeah, she's quite aged, isn't she? Yeah. So, um... She wasn't much kinder to Claudius, nicer yeah. than Antonia was, but not much. Quite often would send him letters to tell him off. Couldn't even be bothered to tell him off in person. Just sent oh. a letter to say, stop being stupid. Well, it's nice that she assumed he could read it. <laughs> so, still all a bit sad. He was then given a tutor. Now, this tutor was later described by Claudius as a barbarous wretch and formerly superintendent of the mule drivers who was selected for his governor on purpose to correct him cruelly on every trifling pretext. So basically someone just to, someone that's not really an educator, just someone that's nasty. Yeah. And just Livia cool. and Antonia obviously thought, what should we do with Claudius? He is as stupid as a donkey. Well, let's get someone who trains donkeys to oh. beat the stupidity out of him. That's really sad, because at the time, I'm guessing, they saw sort of disabilities or... Well, whatever we don't know what it is, but whatever it yeah. was, they saw it as just a massive defect. There was certainly oh. no, no sympathy. It was, no. He's just not good enough. Um, so poor Claudius is dealing with all this. But things look up. Yay! When he's 15, he gets engaged. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do, did things earlier back then, didn't they? Um, it mm-hmm. was a relative of Augustus, so he gets engaged, which is nice. Um, they don't get married yet, they're just engaged. Right. And then, in 7 CE, Livy was hired to tutor him, um, and he developed a love of history. Now, Livy's a very famous um, source for lots of the stuff we get from Roman times. Yeah, you've used him in the... Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. So, um, Livy tutors Claudius, oh, and good. Claudius loves history. So there you go. Right, then, the family of his fiance fell out of favour with the Julii Claudians, so the engagement was called off. Aww. Yeah, so, near miss there. He almost got a wife, but he didn't. Couldn't really find out what he felt about that, but considering he must have been in his late teens at that point, he was probably bitterly, bitterly disappointed. Yes. (laughs) Probably. Um, Yes. So, 
But it was okay, because he was then found another fiancé. Yay. Called Medellina. Yeah. The day was set, and all was going well for this one, because he was a bit older, they could just get married quite quickly. Day of the wedding arrives, all good, but Medellina says she's feeling a bit ill. Oh. So, what do you think happens? <sighs> she's gonna die, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she dies. Oh, God. She <laughs> dies on the wedding day. <laughs> Again. On the wedding day? Oh, On, my... on the wedding oh. day. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't like half of the aisle or anything, was she? Um, it, <laughs> it just collapsed. Well, it just said she she felt very ill and then she died. Yeah. So maybe she was feeling ill and then halfway up the aisle finally gave up. Yeah. Just, yeah. Poor Claudia standing at the front just going. Holding a single flower. Yeah. Oh, and the flower wilts. Oh. And he just looks to the side at his best man, who's his rock. Yeah, <laughs> they ring on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the rock just gives him a look of... Oh, well. Stony silence. <laughs> Never mind, Claudius. Never mind. Oh. You'll always have me. <laughs> so, so then, a third wife was looked for. So, I mean, the, the family weren't giving up on this. They were going to marry him off. So, um, Plautia Ergulania. It's a tricky one to say, that yeah. one. I'm just going to call her Plautia. Yeah. He was then engaged to Plautia, which is nice. He started to convince some people that he was not a complete and utter fool. That's good. It is, because he started to write some accounts of the Civil War. He started to write down some of his histories. So he started to make a name for himself, and people realised that actually these physical defects he's got didn't necessarily mean he was an idiot. In oh. fact, it would appear that he was perfectly capable mentally. Yeah. It was just his physical defects, such as his stuttering and his limping, that gave people the idea when he was younger that um, he was mentally incapable of doing yeah. things. And he wasn't, because his rock told him he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, at this time, Augustus wrote to Livia, saying, Let me die, my dear Livia, if I'm not astonished that the declamation of your grandson Claudius should please me so, for how he who talks so ill should be able to declaim so clearly and properly, I cannot imagine. It's basically saying, you know, he's someone that sounds ridiculous, but written. Yeah, once amazing. he actually wrote some stuff down and, and spoke it out loud, it was all good. Oh. Yeah, so... Augustus was pleased with him. It starts to look like he's going to... That's good. Yeah? It's like the King's Speech, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. So everything's going fine, but then he made a fatal error. Oh. Because he made the foolish, foolish mistake of actually being accurate with his histor historical accounts. Oh. And he was doing the recent civil war with Octavius. Oh. And Mark Antony. Oh, okay. Yeah. This brought <laughs> down the wrath of Livia and his mother, who went, you can't say that Augustus all that time in the swamp yeah because it looks bad he was a war hero he, was he a fought war hero. lots and yeah. lots well he tried to <laughs> he was near many many battles yes yeah <laughs> he watched them very closely <laughs> from very far away <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah it didn't work out too well at that point so they decided that he could not tow the party line so he was cut out it's almost he's now been punished for his intelligence Oh, the irony. Yes. The bitter, bitter irony. Okay, so then August died when Claudius was 23. And Claudius then thought, yes, this is my chance. I've always been denied a political position by Augustus. Yeah. Um, by Grandad. So maybe my yeah. uncle will let me have a political position. Uh, Tiberius? Tiberius. Do you think that went well? No. No, it didn't go well. Tiberius Aww. essentially laughed in his face. Yeah. Around this time, he has a son with his wife. Sorry, I said he got engaged earlier, didn't I? He to, uh, yes. Yeah, Plautia. He did get, actually get married. So, oh! Yeah. <laughs> didn't just get engaged. Got That's married good. to her as well. So he's now married, and they have a son. And we're going to call him Little Claudius. <laughs> yeah. Um, around this time is when Germanicus died. 
We can only assume Claudius wasn't happy with this. No, he can't be. He's another family member, isn't he? Yeah. Then, shortly afterwards, little Claudius was playing with a pear in the garden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was showing off how he could throw it up. He was only four at this point. Right. He was throwing it up, up into 20. the air. No, he was playing with a pear, throwing it up into the air and catching it in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to die, isn't he? He's going to die. He, oh. he choked on it and he suffocated to death. That must have been a tiny pear, though. Yeah, I, I was confused by that. Unless he'd already eaten a little bit of it or maybe... Little Claudius had an incredibly wide Or maybe mouth. Not, originally might not have been a pear, might be some, like a different fruit that's mistranslated oh, through maybe. history. Oh, maybe. You heard it here first. Yeah, maybe there's an olive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's more likely, isn't it? Yeah. Right, we'll change that. And then he choked to death on an olive. Definitely, yeah. That's <laughs> historical proof. It is, because you've just decided yeah. that. But anyway, he's dead. Oh. So things aren't going too well for him at the moment. Brother dying, his son dies. We fast forward a little bit to 23 CE, when Tiberius's son, Drusus, was poisoned by his wife and Sejanus. Do you remember that from Tiberius's episode? Uh, yes, because his wife, they were having an affair with Sejanus, yes. weren't they? This was part and of he was Sejanus's... head of the Praetorian Guard. Yeah, this was one of Sejanus's evil plots to get rid of Drusus' son, so he could then take over, and it failed, and then he died in the great way. Oh, but Tiberius. Around this time, when Drusus' son died, some of the senators and the equestrians gathered round Claudius and said he needed to be the heir after Tiberius. Ooh. And Claudius, and this is the first case of him really appearing quite clever, mm. said, no, no, <laughs> I'm not going to be the heir. No. Um, and that is when Caligula and Gemellus became joint heirs instead. Yeah. Uh, I, Tiberius never was going to choose him anyway. Tiberius oh, no. didn't like him, but... At least Claudius didn't put up a fight, because no. if he did, he probably would have died quite soon afterwards. Tell you what, if if I was alive at that time, I would be I would open an insurance company for heirs, because they would die left, right and centre, don't they? Yeah, they do, they do. That's get loads of cash. You would. Or give loads of cash out. That's a yeah, bad no, idea. That's, that's a bad idea, isn't it? Oh, no. okay, I would open a coffin company for heirs. Okay, that's a better one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next year, Claudius started to suspect that his wife was being unfaithful. Oh. Yeah, maybe the death of their son drove them apart. Um, she was pregnant and Claudius didn't think that it was his. Ooh. Yeah, so you can only assume that he was fairly certain it wasn't his. And he also had a, a slight inkling that um, she had killed her sister-in-law. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I couldn't find much more detail about that, but... If you thought uh, you were with someone who had murdered someone and had someone else's baby, you'd probably get a divorce pretty quick, wouldn't you? Uh, I, yeah, I certainly yeah. wouldn't sleep yeah. in the same bed. No, so he, he didn't hang around with her too uh, too much longer than that. So he divorced her and then married Sejanus's adopted sister. Oh. Yeah. So Sejanus is still alive at this point. This is before he got caught out. So Sejanus is rising up. Sejanus, I'm guessing, was the instigator in this, trying to get his family more connected with the royal family. Yeah, physical yeah. powering. Yeah, maneuvering. this is this is Sejanus doing his magic with his pencil thin moustache. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so they get married and they have a daughter called Antonia. But then Sejanus was caught out and was killed, so Claudius quite quickly <laughs> had to divorce her, otherwise he'd be associated. So Sejanus dies um, and Claudius is single again. So that is now two fiancés and two wives. Two children. 
and he's one only... of which has died. I mean, he must be still in his 20s by this he's, point. Um, no, no, he's getting on now. He's now really? 38. All right. Yes, quick maths there. It's a good job he was born on a nice round number. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And still, at this point, he's, he's well-respected, mm. but not really seen as a position of power. People don't see him as a likely heir anymore. He's just a person. He's had no political career at this point. It's not going brilliantly, but you get this feeling that his life isn't bad. After divorcing his second wife, he then gets married to Messalina. Oh. Yeah, married again. And I've just realised Spellcheck has changed Messalina into Mussolini. <laughs> So he married Mussolini. Yes, he married Mussolini. <laughs> you heard it here first. It was a crazy time in Italy's history. <laughs> Weird time paradox. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Messalina was in Caligula's inner circle. Ah. And this was just as Caligula was about to become emperor. Now this worked well for both of them. Yeah. It meant that Claudius had someone in um, Caligula's inner circle who would put in a good word for him. Yes. And for her, it meant she was now related to Caligula. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, he, he Caligula is... Claudius's nephew. Nephew, yes. Yes, because it's Germanicus's son. Yeah. Yeah, so he's now Uncle Claudius. Ah. Caligula becomes emperor. Oh. Yeah. Well, the first six months were fine. The first six months were fine, Absolutely. so it was all okay. In fact, in the first six months, he decided to finally give Claudius some political positions. Oh, wow. And he went straight to the top. He became consul. Wow. But Caligula doesn't seem to be doing this out of respect or love for his uncle. As we know, he was a bit mad, and he was mainly doing it just to laugh at everyone and go, yeah. oh, look, I'm going to make my horse consul, and I'm going to make my crazy uncle consul. At this point, bullied remorselessly by Caligula <laughs> in front of the Senate, um, he apparently started to look weak and thin and frail, it's not a good time. No. He thought every day could be his last, because at any point Caligula could turn around and just say, yeah, I'm bored of you now, I'm going to get rid of you. So oh. it's a good job he was married to Messalina at yeah. this point, because she was able to say, oh, no, don't kill your uncle. He's my husband. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think he played on that a little bit? Do you think he got, made himself look more... And a clownish, more buffoonish, just to keep it Funny you should say, because that is exactly what he claimed in later life. He used yeah. to say, oh no, I, I played it up yeah. um, just to try and survive. I had to play the fool. And there is some evidence that when he became emperor, there was a lot less evidence of him limping around or him saying silly things. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he was just being very clever at that point. Like Caligula to... when he was living with Tiberius, I guess. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're skip past Caligula because we covered him that last week. He was killed by Chira. I still mm. didn't find out how you pronounce his name, so we're carrying on calling him Chira. <laughs> um, and then, finally, we've caught up to the end of the last episode. So, yes. Claudius fled to the palace to hide, and then he was found by some of the Praetorian Guard. Hmm. And he didn't know whether they were going to kill him or not. He's not going to, is he? He's not. Is He's he? going to be like, right, they're killing all of Claudius's, uh, Caligula's family. I'm going to hide behind this curtain. Yeah. Shake, shake, twitch, twitch. They must have <laughs> saw maybe the rock's leash poking out of the yes. <laughs> bottom or something. Yeah. But it wasn't part of Chira's faction that found him. Okay. Um, and they didn't know what to do with him, so they just took him back to the Praetorian camp. Oh. 
and he kind of stayed there for a while. Now, when they were, um, he was going through the city, being taken there. All the people were cheering, uh, not cheering, crying out, saying, "No, don't take him!" That everyone assumed he was going to be executed. Yeah. So the Praetorians get them, him to the camp and kind of sit around, going, "Yeah, what do we do?" At this point, the Senate are sitting around, and they are trying to decide who should be in charge yeah. out of the Senate. Bizarrely, there's not, although there's some push to become a republic again, mm. what they mostly did was argue about who should actually be the next emperor. Mm. So that we've gone far enough now from the republic that there's not much of a push for a republic. They're sort of set in their ways. Yeah, they? yeah. None of them are alive that can remember the republic by this point. Yeah, so that's true, yeah. It's, it's what they used it's to. 80 years, isn't it? Yeah. So around halfway through, I imagine they're debating about, no, you should, you, I should be emperor. No, I should be emperor. I should be emperor. <laughs> some of the Praetorian guards turn up and say... Actually, Claudius is going to be emperor because we've got the swords and we've got Claudius. And all the senators went, brilliant idea, bravo, bravo. Yes, yes. clap, clap, keep clapping. Oh, keep clapping. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like the idea at all. Though. No, well, you wouldn't because you think, well, we've just been through this, you know, four years of hell with Caligula and now we're putting another member of his family in charge who appears to be a fool. Yeah, yeah. From, <laughs> from the madman to the fool. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be awful. But the Praetorian Guard thought, how we'll be able to control him, we'll be in charge, ah, we'll be in power. Martial law. Yeah, so this is the first time the Praetorian Guard actually choose an emperor. Ah. Note how I say the first time. <laughs> At this point, though, he decides to pay the army a huge bonus. Well, that's going to help, isn't it? It does help. Caligula did the same thing, didn't he? Yeah, there's a, a trend for new emperors. What do you do first? Give the people with swords lots of money so they don't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> he also gave the Praetorian Guard a huge bonus. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. He also nullifies all the laws created by Caligula. So I'm guessing here, Banana I couldn't choosing. find out for certain, but I'm guessing this is when Germanicus instead of September goes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because that's something Caligula brought in, so that, that was nullified. Oh. Yeah. See, now I'm, I'm, I'm knocking down points. Oh, you're knocking down points for that. Okay, then. Hashtag bring back Germanicus. <laughs> So, after the initial doubt, people finally start to realise that actually this is working a lot better than Caligula, <laughs> because he's not insane. Yeah, there's not so many not, not so many rivers of blood down yeah. the streets. <laughs> people get to the end of meals without their wives being stolen and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can actually turn up to a wedding and leave with the same wife. Yeah, it's good. He got rid of the treason trials. Just like Caligula. Caligula. Just like Caligula. Um, he destroyed Caligula's poison collection. I like the fact it's a poison collection. Yeah, we didn't mention his poison collection last week. There was so much to fit in. That's fantastic. He had a poison collection. It doesn't say how he got rid of the poison collection. I hope he didn't pour it into the river. <laughs> Let's get rid of this. <laughs> everyone's very ill. Where should we put it? There's a well over there. Just tip that in. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> right, Messalina at this point gets pregnant. Um, oh, sorry, was pregnant when Claudius became emperor and then gave birth to a son just Ooh. after he became emperor. So he becomes emperor and then within days he then has a son as well. Wow, that's so a he's, week. He's got an heir. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Days or weeks, it's very soon mm. afterwards. Um, so he's got an heir. Um, we're going to call him Britannicus. He wasn't Brit born as Britannicus, but we're going to call him Britannicus cause, just because it's easier. You'll find <laughs> out why he's called Britannicus later. So, all looking good. He's emperor, he's got a son, everything's fine. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> there were, however, a couple of coup attempts at this point. All right. Because people were still thinking, oh, he's going to be just as bad as Caligula, he can't even tie his own shoelaces. So, a man was found with a dagger near his bedchamber at midnight. Ooh. Yeah, hard to explain that one away. Yeah. Just going to visit? I just, uh, just... 
going to show off my dagger collection. Yeah. It's brand new. He, he asked me to bring the dagger. Uh, it's newly sharpened. It's very shiny. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he, he was executed. <laughs> um, and then a couple of equestrians were discovered lying in wait while he was going about his dip business, also oh. with daggers, just ready to stab him. But the biggest rebellion in the early days was led by Furious Scribonius. That's a brilliant... Did you make that up? Is that actually That's how his, his name? name? That is his Furious name. Furious Scribonius. Yeah, his name was Furious. He was the governor of Dalmatia. He convinced the legions they had to rebel, so he gathers all his legions up. They're going to march on Rome. They're going to wow. take over. This is a serious threat. This is an idiot in the bedchamber. He's night. got power, yeah. Yeah, he's got an army behind him. Um, now, according to Suetonius, though, that the rebellion did not happen because when orders were given to march, the eagles could not be decorated nor are the standards pulled out of the ground. Is he implying some sort of uh, deity thing there? So we tried to do this, but it was stopped. Yeah, we get the feeling that the legions weren't actually convinced by this. Or that, yeah. And they had to come up with an excuse not to march. Yeah. So the standards, remember, are those big... Flag-poly things. Fa Flag-poly things. So when they went to march, they went, Oh, oh no! The, the, the pole won't come out the ground. We can't go anywhere. It's yeah, stuck. sorry. Oh, I, tr I tried. Look, two of us tried. Oh, no, yeah. sorry. Oh, I'm pulling so hard. One of those... Yeah. Oh, my back! Oh, you're actually ooh. pushing, but you're pretending you're pulling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, whilst yeah. Furious was stood by furiously. Yeah, he's going growling. Yeah. So... He's bloody mad. Yeah, Furious commits suicide because he really? <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's declared open rebellion against the emperor, and then his legions go nah. So he he's not wow. got much left to do. So he kills himself. Is it? I'm, I'm guessing, you know, the legions were given money, and also they probably see no reason to do it. It's like, well, why? You're you're mad. You're very angry all the time. <laughs> you Just need to chill out. Yeah. Furious. Just yeah, take some Xanax or something. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, calm down, think yeah. of the colour blue. But no, didn't work, he killed himself. Mm. Probably Aww. in a fit of temper. Right, <laughs> so, back to um, Claudius in Rome. He then starts to establish himself, so he starts building up some power. He elevates some of his freedmen, so they're ex-slaves, to positions of power. Now, this is Ooh. interesting. This is the first time we really start to see the, the semblance of a civil service. Claudius, at this point, knows the Senate doesn't like him, knows they're not going to help him out, so he needs some help to actually run the Empire. Yeah, yeah. Because he actually cares about the Empire. He's going to try and run it, so he needs someone around him. He's taking um, this very seriously, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, so he elevates his freedmen. Narcissus, write these names down, was in charge of correspondence. Letters? Yeah. Paulus was in charge of finance. Or Paulus? Paulus? Paulus in charge of money. Callistus was in charge of petitions to the Empire. Emperor, sorry. Uh, uh, begging. Yeah. Letters. <laughs> Please. He took my goat. <laughs> and then um, Polybius was, um, it depends where you read this, sometimes I just read Misc, sometimes I read Library. He seems like Odd he, jobs. he just did all the rest. I imagine it was like a workman's about putting up shelves. Yeah. Did a bit of painting. Either that or the really sort of bedraggled one where the others have all their high office and <laughs> he's running around doing everything. Oh, he's a message boy. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you send us a memo, please, to Paulus? Okay. Oh, can you send this back to Calissa? Fine. This needs to go to Narcissa. Oh, my goodness. So he, yeah, so he's, he's... Messenger. He obviously got quite upset because he was eventually executed for treason. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't need to worry about him too much. Put a cross for him. But the other three, they become very rich and um, they essentially... A ruling Rome. 
nice. the Senate hate this. Because well, yeah. there they were, thinking they had all the prestige, and yeah. suddenly these slaves come along, and they're running the shop. I think already this is showing uh, Claudius is actually... If this was intended, he's being very clever here. Ah, but was it intended? That's or the thing. Or they take advantage. three of his clever slaves, <laughs> yeah. when he became emperor, go, he is so dim, we can control this, and we can rule Rome. It's hard to say. So we're going to speculate again, haven't we? Yeah, we're going to have to speculate. But it depends on their relationship. Do they have a good relationship with Claudius, or does it deteriorate? We'll go on. We'll ah, find okay. out. Okay, so the empire actually expanded under Claudius. Ooh, yeah. so it didn't under Tiberius. It's, it's exactly first time, the same. First time since Augustus. Yes. So the provinces of Judea and Lycia and uh, Nicorium um, and Thrace were all put under direct rule. So before that, they were under client kings... But now they are directly under Rome rule. They are definitely part of the empire instead oh, wow. of being on the periphery. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. most of them, it was simply a case of going over there and saying, oh, by the way, guys, we now rule you directly. And everyone looked up and went, oh, OK. All right. You Carry mean, on, lads. <laughs> you mean you weren't before? <laughs> yeah. Um, Thrace was a bit trickier. Thrace was a bit more warlike, but they got it under control. Wow. But the biggie for Claudius is this is when Britannia was invaded. Ah, this is yes. when Britain gets into the empire. Caligula tried, but unfortunately he was stopped by the shell army. Yeah, the sh- shell army that defends... And Neptune. Yeah, that defends Britain and mm. always has done. Still there now to this day. That's why the Battle of Britain and World War Two failed. It was the yep. shells. Yep. That's why the Hundred Years' War didn't work out yep. with the French. Thanks to the shells, that's yeah. why Britain has, has been all right most of the time. But Claudius figures out a way of getting around the shells, obviously, yeah. um, and invades. I'm going to go more into this. In I'm, guess, I'm guessing he told his soldiers, walk on them. <laughs> Don't pick them up and go home yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll go into this in Friday's Maxima so we'll just skip over that for now now we go back into his personal life so Messalina his wife she starts killing people off she saw as a threat she seems quite the matriarch doesn't she yeah and there's some indication that her and Narcissus start working together to kill people off were they working together really closely I didn't see that suggested but hmm. again why not? <laughs> so, she was definitely having an affair with Narcissus. <laughs> yeah. I only saw one story where the two of them worked together. Yeah. Where Messalina woke up and said to Claudius, Oh, I had a dream that Steve killed you. Mm-hmm. And Narcissus bursts into room and says, oh, I had a dream that Steve killed you. And then Claudius obviously goes, oh, Steve's going to kill me. And then they'd invited Steve to come round um, later Ooh. that day, but not told Claudius, and then Steve suddenly turns up and Claudius freaks out, so then they just execute him. That's clever. Yeah, it's clever. So (laughs) that is a suggestion that maybe it's actually his freedmen and his Mm. wives controlling him rather than him being clever and elevating them into power. So he's possibly not as in control as he thinks. Yeah, possibly. So it doesn't really suggest necessarily that Narcissus and Messalina were having an affair, but what I know about Messalina, it wouldn't surprise me, because, much like, um, if you remember Julia, who uh, uh, got to know people very well. She knew a lot of people. Yeah, so so did Messalina. Okay. Only more so. Even more so? Even more so. Apparently she once had a competition with the most famous prostitute in Rome about who could sleep with the most men in one day. Messalina won. <laughs> she knew a lot of people. She knew a lot. Claudius didn't know how much, how many people she knew. Oh my Because goodness. no one had the heart to tell him. Oh, that means people yeah. feel sorry for him. That's sad. Yeah. 
So one of the people Messalina kills was um, one of Caligula's sisters. They, weren't they banished? Yeah. They, they were exiled, weren't they? They were both exiled onto a small island. I'm going to say that again. They were exiled onto a small island. Oh, it's your first clue. You've missed it. The penny will drop later. Right. One of those Ooh. sisters um, is then killed. <gasps> you got it. Britain. No, no, no. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the sisters was killed because Messalina basically thought she might be a threat to her power. At this yeah. point, by the way, Caligula's sisters have been recalled. They're no longer exiled. Yeah. Claudius brought them back to oh, Rome. That's nice. So they're in Rome, um, but one's now dead. Okay. Messalina then starts to worry about the future and when Claudius dies, because Claudius is hitting about 60 at this point. Mm. So she s- seems to stage a coup. Really? Against, to, against him? Yeah. I'm going to call this the rubbish coup. <laughs> is it like uh, Hitler's sort of beer keller invasion? When Hitler was trying to get power, he thought, I'm going to rule this country, I'm going to steal power from, you know, the, the Weimar Republic in Germany and lead the country. So he invades a beer cellar and they get arrested within 10 minutes. <laughs> it's probably a bit more dramatic than that, but essentially uh, what happened. Uh, maybe when we finish Roman Emperors, we should do something more modern and then you can do the research. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then Hitler you know, came nothing after that. No, no, it failed after that, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so... We'll see if uh, Messalina was as, as successful as Hitler. She waited till Claudius was in Ostia. Remember, Ostia's just down the road from Rome, so not far away. Yeah. Um, and Claudius was performing some emperor duties waving. in Ostia. Yeah, waving and sacrificing things and putting his thumbs up. <laughs> and then Messalina, this is clever, this is her clever plan. Oh, yeah. Gets married to someone called Silius. Well, with a name like that. Yeah. Not a secret wedding, in full view of everyone. Well, that's silly. Yes. Because Claudius would see that and go, kill her. Right? You'd think, wouldn't you? Because that's exactly what happens. (laughs) (laughs) But let's go into detail slightly. The the idea, we can only assume, was Messalina gets married to Silius. Silius then adopts Britannicus, the son of Claudius. And they somehow overthrow Claudius. How this was ever going to happen, I have no idea. And historians have never figured it out. Because if you read, even the ancient sources just say, say, what was that? (laughs) That was ridiculous. I I guess, like, the only way you could think of that is is if you you adopted Britannicus and then said, well, this is the heir, I'm now his adopted father... I'm the emperor. But even then, I mean... It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's terrible. I so wouldn't do that. one of the people, apparently, attending the wedding, climbed a tree drunk. This was when they were all celebrating. <laughs> Way. Looks over to Ostia and then called down, I can see a storm over Ostia. That obviously didn't happen, but it's poetic, no. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Because Claudius gets wind of what has happened. He was... Yeah. And he goes into a panic. He thinks he's been oh. overthrown. Oh, no. So Did he hide behind another curtain? Possibly. Although... He was probably in his litter going around Ostia, which has l- little curtains. In oh, his fight. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just hooked his rock. <laughs> See, I like the idea that he has, he's put the rock away now. He's married, he feels secure, then suddenly he's like panicked. He just <laughs> dusts us off back again. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> oh, the rock's just whispering, I'm here, I'm still here, don't worry. <laughs> I'll never leave you again. Feel my stony face. <laughs> Right, fortunately for Claudius, Narcissus takes charge at this point and um, <laughs> rushes Claudius back to Rome and says to Claudius, Are you aware of your divorce? 
For the nation, the Senate, and the army have seen the marriage of Silius, and unless you act with speed, the new husband holds Rome. Ooh, so I think he was exaggerating just to help him out. Ah, possibly, maybe. So they rush back. At, at this point, Messalina panics <laughs> and rushes to go and meet the emperor and begs to beg for forgiveness. But Narcissus doesn't let her near the train of people going back to Because she's he's going to know that if she gets in contact with him, he's probably going to go, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Narcissus instead says, no, you can't see him. They get back to Rome Good. and then goes to Silius's house. Silius isn't there at the moment. He's, he's done a runner. Um, <laughs> but Claudius goes inside and sees all of his stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Messalina so, has slowly been transferring all of yeah. their stuff. Wait, into that's Silius's my statue, house. and that's my—they're my sandals. <laughs> Why are my socks over there? My rock. <laughs> <laughs> he would never be so betrayed, surely. No. Yeah. Oh, well, that would be sad, wouldn't it? That would be really sad. That would be. But don't worry, he's still got his rock in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So apparently, at this point, Claudius has kind of been in a state of denial slash panic. <laughs> but at this point, and I quote Tacitus here. The emperor grew hot and full of threats. Ooh, so he actually got angry. Went on a bit of a sweary rant. Yes. Damn the nasty woman. Yeah. I wish I could tell her a thing or two. Probably something like that. Yeah. Yeah. In Latin, of course. Yeah. Damn us. This. Yeah. You can probably tell by the name of our rounds that we don't know Latin. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Silius was then found and executed. Good. Yeah. Well, no, it's not good. No, someone dying isn't good, but it's no, nice but... that Claudius has got a sort of a consolidation. Yeah, I mean, that, that was just going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then he um, ordered Messalina to be executed as well. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But so serious. later that day, Claudius started to have doubts and talk about Messalina, talking to him tomorrow. It's like, oh, bring her out to me tomorrow, she can tell me. So Narcissus quickly ordered that someone go around and do it quickly before the emperor changes yeah, yeah. his mind. Hey, Bob, you got that blade. Brilliant, right, go around now. Now, 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 kill her. But he's having to go. Go now. (laughs) So they go, soldiers go to Messalina's house, give her two options, be killed or suicide. Messalina tries to kill herself several times, but can't build up the courage, so in the end she's killed. Aw. Yeah, bit of a grim way to it. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, apparently she tried to um, cut her own throat a couple of times and failed. Yeah, not good. Just a few cuts. Yeah. It's a bit grim, really, isn't it? I, oh. So Claudius then publicly announced to the Praetorians that if he got married again, he would not resist being stabbed at their hands. I'm going to marry well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it again. That is now three marriages, all ended in yeah. disaster, and two um, fiancés yeah. that it didn't end well with. He's got a son, though. Yeah, he's got a son. Um, right, so that, that was that part of his life. I've started to get a feeling whilst doing the research. I'm starting to think Narcissus is a bit sinister. I feel like he's doing a lot of controlling. For someone that's in charge of letters, he's got his finger on the pulse, hasn't he? It seems like such a rubbish, rubbish coup. I wonder how much this was actually a power grab by Narcissus. Because if you notice, Claudius all the way through is going, oh, should I? It's Narcissus saying, no, kill them, kill them. But as Tacitus said himself when he recounts what happens, the following sounds like a drama, but I assure you it's true. I mean, Mm -hmm. even the ancient sources were just going, this is ridiculous. So I'm sure Tacitus, not Tacitus, sorry, I'm sure um, Narcissus didn't set it all up, but he certainly took advantage of the situation, I feel, to get rid of the wife. Mm. So, so after he tells the Praetorian Guard that he will never get married again, what guess what he does next? To get married. Yeah, he gets married. Excellent. Right. 
this is when, flash, all of a sudden, we cut back to the start of the episode. <gasps> the woman on, on the, the beach. beach. On the small island. Have you figured out who she is yet? That's... Uh, is that Caligula's sister? Yes, it's Caligula's sister, the one that's not killed. Her name is Agrippina the Younger. We mentioned her last week, and I said she will come back into the story. So, what you can <gasps> now do... The daughter of Germanicus and Agrippina... No. Yes, daughter of Germanicus yes. and Agrippina is Agrippina the Younger. What you can do on the family tree now is add Lucius, the son, son. of Agrippina the Younger. Good. There we go. So we now know who that woman was at the start. Okay, oh wow. She's no longer on that island, she's no longer exiled, because Claudius brought her back. Yes. When he became the emperor, so she's now in Rome. Right. Okay, can I make a prediction? (laughs) Go on then. Does does, does Claudius marry her? Have a look at the family tree and uh, just take note of what relation that is. Yeah, because that would be his niece. That is his niece. They get married, don't they? Let's find out. According to the sources, Claudius's freedmen pushed three candidates for the marriage. So again, you get this sense that the freedmen are going, right, he needs to get married again. Who are the freedmen? That, that is Narcissus. Oh, Pons. sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you get this sense that they're pulling the strings behind the scenes again here. We actually know all three of the potential brides. We've met right. all of them before. So Narcissus backs Claudius's second wife, the one that was Sir Janus's the one he divorced. Sister. Yeah, the one he divorced. He says, oh, get married to her again. She wasn't that's that bad. Pret- that's who Narcissus is yeah. backing. Um, Callistus backs Caligula's third wife. Do you remember the story last week with the grandmother who was a bit of a hottie in her youth? Yes, and he said, yeah, you know, oh, this, you know, she was hot, so therefore he assumed that the yeah, granddaughters yeah. would be hot. Well, Callistus obviously remembered that story and went, yeah. why not have her? So she's yeah. back on the scene, possibly. Mm-hmm. And then Paulus, remember, he's the one in charge of all the finance. Yeah. Um, he says, why not Agrippina, mm. your niece? Ooh. Who would you go for? So you've got a pick of three there. Who, okay. Who would you marry if you were Claudius? I would probably go for the attractive granddaughter. Yeah. That, that would make a lot of sense. I'd go for that. But as you rightly predicted, that is not what he goes for. Of course According not. to Suetonius, Agrippina uses her woman, womanly wiles oh. to seduce Claudius. And also the fact that they are niece and uncle means they already have quite a close relationship. So she maybe turns a, a sort of friendly hug into something a bit more. Um, you get the feeling that Claudius fancies her quite a bit. He's in his 60s by this point. Agrippina's around 30 Apparently a bit of a looker. Young Tossie. So, yeah. So oh, he likes to keep it in the family, doesn't he? Yeah, so um, the Senate were appalled by this. We this would is, be. even by <laughs> Roman standards, this is full-on incest. They're not happy at all. So Claudius says, it's fine, I'm the emperor, I'll, Im- I'll make a new law. Oh, It's yeah. now no longer incest for uncles and nieces to marry. Yeah. So it's no longer incest. In fact, he also um, appeals to the wider public and says, hey, it's no longer incest. All you uncles who want to marry your niece, go ahead. All the nieces running in terror from Rome. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's only one recorded um, case of this happening, and apparently Agrippina and Claudius attended that wedding. But they would, you'd have to. Yeah, you? it's obviously a publicity stunt. Look, we're all at it. All uncles are getting married to their nieces. Yeah. It's did, wait, fine. Did, did, did the emperor just pass him a load of money? <laughs> Is that tears rolling down the niece's face? She looks terrified. <laughs> right, Agrippina then gets married to Claudius. Done deal, oh. and convinces Claudius to adopt her son Lucius. Mm. 
That's one she's shedding a tear over. Yeah, saying, what's going to happen to my poor son? His future's over and he's only a baby. Poor well, Lucius, Lucius at this point is a couple of years older than Britannicus. So, so he, oh, so he's next in line. So in he's way. now next in line. Mm. He also has to change his name because that's what they do when they get adopted. From Lucius to Nero. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. dun. So we've now got Nero in place to become the emperor, but Claudius isn't quite over yet. He made Britannicus and Nero joint heirs, because we all know how well that works out. Yeah. They love doing that, the Romans. Why? I have no idea. As we go through them all, we'll see how often it works out. Because they'll just hate each other and kill each other. Yeah, we've already had um, Germanicus and Drusus it not working out, and Tiberius killing off Germanicus. Yeah. We also then had Caligula and Gemellus, and Caligula yeah. killing off Gemellus. Wiped him out, put him in prison, killed So him. now we've got Nero and Britannicus. We'll see how well this goes, shall we? <laughs> right. Makes him console. Okay. At this point, though, a couple of years later, there's some indication that Claudius is starting to get a bit sick and tired of Agrippina. <laughs> he starts saying things loudly like, Destiny has ordained that my wives be unfaithful to my bed, but they did not go unpunished. Ooh. So and then he'd glare at Agrippina to just stare. Yeah. Claudius and Agrippina at this point start arguing all the time. Um, and Claudius also starts saying things like, I can't wait till Britannicus becomes the emperor, and oh, when <laughs> Britannicus is in charge, everything will be great. And is very obviously looking to start yeah. putting Nero out of the succession. I'm sure Nero's taking that very well. Yeah, so, well, it's more Agrippina. It's, Nero's still, he's in his teens, he's not too bothered, um, but Agrippina is. So, Claudius then sits down to eat on the 12th of October, 54 CE. So Claudius sits down to eat. Yeah. Ah! Oh. When... <laughs> <laughs> no! When, whenever a date is read like that, when you sit down to eat, you know something that belongs about to happen. <sighs> it's suggested that he was poisoned using mushrooms. <laughs> Did everything go wibbly and colourful beforehand? <laughs> yeah. We don't know whether it was a mushroom that poisoned him or poison was put onto a mushroom. He started to feel ill, he started to throw up a lot. Agrippina then was scared that they hadn't poisoned her enough. So Agrippina and Paulus then put some poison onto a feather and gave it to him so he could help himself be sick with the feather. Oh. I know. You've got to admire it in a way, it's, but it's, it's horrible. It's horrible, isn't it? It's like, here, this will help pass the poison yeah. feather. I just have an image of Claudius over the bowl of the toilet at it's this like, point, yeah. just throwing up and then putting the feather going, thank you, you're so helpful. And then the rock that's seen everything just staring. Blankly. Just blankly. What are you doing? It's, it's like saying, uh, you've been poisoned quick, wash your mouth out with bleach. Yeah. That will help. That will help. And just, just stab yourself with this. It will let the poison out. <laughs> yeah. The big hole. So early, early hours of the next day, on the 13th of October, 54 CE, Claudius dies at the age of 63. Good age, though. So then, because, as you know, all good storytellers link the ending to the beginning of the story. Yeah, of course. We then see a woman standing on a balcony on her own, and instead of looking out to the sea, we see her surveying Rome. Oh. She thinks about her son Lucius, who is now Nero, and she smiles to herself. And that's when we go into the next one. Oh. Yeah. Agrippina is a fascinating character, and we're going to talk about her more. She's one of the more famous of the um, female Romans, and we'll talk about her more next week. But that is Claudius. He's gone. Let's judge him, then. Fightius Maximus. Maximus! Okay, Fightius Maximus. Like I said earlier, and I skipped over, 
The biggie here is the invasion of Britain, so we're going to mm. cover that. In 43 CE, Claudius invades Britain. I say Claudius invades Britain. Um, he goes to Gaul, and he <laughs> sends over Plautius. Plautius is a, a very capable general. Plautius goes over with four legions, yeah. fights his way to the Thames, they cross near where London is now. Yeah. Um, all, all going really well. So then, they send a message back to the main camp in Gaul, and say, bring Claudius over with the elephants. So, Claudius <laughs> and a bunch of elephants jump onto a ship and that sail. That must be a massive ship. Yeah, it was maybe more than one ship. And maybe there were more men than just Claudius. <laughs> just Claudius and 16 elephants. Big zoo boat. This way, this way. Oh, oh, oh. How do you herd elephants? Jumbo, no. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so he meets up with the main army and um, they descend upon Camelodunum, which is modern day Colchester. Yeah. So I might just call it Colchester rather than trying to pronounce Camelodunum again. Yes. <laughs> this is the capital of the Trinovantians, which is the main tribe in the southeast of England at the ah, moment. So they're, they're like the ancient Britons that are like yeah. the natives. Yeah, they're the natives there. Native the foreigners. They had a leader at the time. You may, may recognise his name. It is Caractacus. Caractacus was the leader. He gets defeated, so he runs away to fight another day. Right. Um, other tribes in the area, including the Ancini yes, tribe. Yes, I've heard of them. Yeah. They, they fought later on with uh, they will come in, Yes, they'll come into it in the next episode. Um, they all submitted to Rome and went, yeah, okay, you're in charge. Claudius then leaves after a grand total of 16 days in Britain. Wow, it's like a... Yeah. So every fortnight. Yeah, two-week holiday in Britain with his elephants and then he's yeah. off again. Full of rain and drizzle. Yeah. Grey skies. And then, according to Dio... He hastened back to Rome, sending ahead the news of victory. So he, he was there for one reason and one reason only, so he could get his triumph when he got back home. So that's Fair enough, that's good for publicity. Good yeah, for exactly. Public. This is why he did it, to try and build up his name a bit, because everyone thought he was a fool. So he rushed back. He received surrender from 11 British kings. He became wow. the first Roman to secure a foothold in Britain. He received a naval crown. He was awarded the name Britannicus because he conquered Britain. Like Germanicus. And that is why, when his son changed his name to Britannicus, because ah. he didn't accept the name himself, he gave it to his son. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So his son was called something different, but we just called him Britannicus for simplicity's sake. Mm. Yes. Meanwhile, back in Britain, the army split into three and pushed north. There were a couple of major battles in Maiden Castle and Hod Hill, but the Romans are doing pretty well at this point. Caractacus is chased out of Wales, where he was hiding in 51 CE, went up to, into Yorkshire and um, hid with his trusted ally, Queen Cartimandua. She helps out um, Caractacus by inviting him in and then selling them to the Romans. Oh, yeah. that's low. It is low, isn't it? That's low, that's really yeah. low. So, Caractacus goes to Rome, and he's ready to be executed in the style that um, Vercingetrix was. Yeah. Caesar conquered the Gauls. But he stands up and he makes a speech. It's a very famous speech. He obviously learnt Latin very quickly. I was going to say, <laughs> I imagine he's really this massive, like, you know, the Independence Day president kind of speech. <laughs> We will not go quietly into the night. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. And everyone's just standing there blank face going, what the hell is he saying? <laughs> do, do, do you speak British? I have no idea what he's saying. No, no idea. <laughs> looks good, though. Yeah. Looks good. A lot of fist pumping. Yeah. Facial expression's good. I'm loving the flags flying. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the way those works. jet engines are hovering behind yeah, him. Yeah, look at the wind. Oh, look at his hair in the wind. Oh. Should we let him go? Yes, do it. That's probably what happens. But if you translated what he was saying. Okay. 
He said, if the degree of my nobility and fortune had been matched by moderation and in success, I would have come to this city as a friend rather than a captive. Good start. He sounds very educated. Could be a friend. But my present lot, disfiguring as it is for me, is magnificent for you. I had horses, men, arms and wealth. What wonder was it that I was unwilling to lose them? If you wish to command everyone, does it really follow that everyone should accept your slavery? If I were now being handed over as one who had surrendered immediately, neither my fortune or your glory would have achieved brilliance. It is also true that in my case any reprisal will be followed by oblivion. On the other hand, if you preserve me safe and sound, I shall be an, an eternal example of your clemency. Well, first of all, there is no way he said that. <laughs> There was nobody standing there writing that down as he was saying. Because he only said it once. Number one. Oh, no, no. The Romans invented shorthand. Well, I'm sure they did, but yeah. I don't think he would have said all that. It, it was a good speech, though. It it, was, that is pretty, it's a very clever speech. If it's, if it's what he really said, yeah. it was basically, well, of course I fought you, but because I fought you, you have earned your triumph yeah. instead of it just being handed to you. And now, if you let me off, everyone will think you're a good egg. And they do. They let him off. He lives his life in, uh, in Rome and just lives there. Apparently, he then comments something along the lines of when he sees how magnificent Rome is. Why, why on earth are you invading our island? <laughs> Look at this place; it's amazing. Yeah, so it's fun. I get the feeling he loved it after he was captured. It's like, oh, I don't want to be king of that yeah. little foggy island anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm here eating olives. I want to ride on those big grey horses with the long noses. <laughs> yeah, that the emperor keeps walking around with. <laughs> All sixteen for some reason. Yeah. So that is. His fightiest Maximus in regards to the army. Yeah. There is one other thing that I've got to get in here, though. And I think he's going to earn a lot of points here. Go on. He once fought a killer whale. <laughs> you look shocked. And slightly disbelieving. I'm not sure how. Yeah? Wow. Because I know people know people like wrestle bears and tigers, <laughs> but an orca. Yeah, no, no, apparently Claudius... It probably just suffocated. Like, drag the orca onto the ground. Well, we've, we've got Pliny the Elder gave an account of what happened here. Yeah. A killer whale was actually seen in the harbour of Ostia, locked in combat with the Emperor Claudius. Locked in combat. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what he says, <laughs> locked in combat. You just imagine Claudius sort of lying on top of the <laughs> whale, just hitting him with his fist. I'm just, I'm just yeah, professional wrestling style. Yeah. Pick him up. <laughs> Hit it with a steel chair. <laughs> Not doing anything. Trying to clothesline him. Yeah, <laughs> like grabbing the fin. Trying to, come on. Yeah. I, I wish I could stop that quote there because that is just brilliant. But he then goes into a bit more detail. It right. doesn't sound quite as impressive. Shoved a pear down his blow hole. Die, die. The Emperor ordered that a large array of nets be stretched across the mouths of the harbour, and setting out in person with the Praetorian cohorts gave a show to the Roman people, soldiers showering lances and attacking ships, one of which I saw swamped by the beast's water splat and sunk. So the whale got a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like when locked in combat, it wasn't single one-on-one -on -one No, combat. as in he told people to stab it with I harpoons. Think, I think it was him on a boat, a few other boats, lots of people with harpoons, right. whilst this poor animal was trapped in a harbour. Terrified. Terrified. But let's not say it like that. No. Let's say it as Pliny the Elder did, locked in combat with we the Emperor Claudius. Oh. So he invaded Britain and he fought to kill a whale. 
what are we going to give him? From what we've heard so far, he's second after Augustus, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't expanded it that much, but... He was better than Tiberius, definitely. This is the biggest expansion we have seen for a while. Augustus, we gave 12 Fighters Maximus. He lost a lot because he stood on the side of the battles. But I've got to say, Claudius wasn't really involved either, so... Well, uh... I don't know. Well, the thing is, with, with Augustus, in my head, he's sort of... He was trying to show he was a fighter, but then chickened out. To me, Claudius is saying, I'm not a fighter, that's fine, but I can lead it. So to me, I, I would argue... Well, I don't know, but it's tricky because he didn't expand it as much as Augustus did. Yeah, so it's kind of... He didn't. I'll give him a five. Because he did something no other emperor had done. Yeah. Well, he'd led that. Yeah. And he, you know, he wrestled a, a killer whale. Oh, yeah, you've, you've got to remember that. He wrestled a killer whale. Augustus didn't do that. He didn't. He didn't. No, he probably stepped on a few insects. Yeah, I didn't even hear about him wrestling a goldfish. No. So. No secrets at all, as I remember. No. Not even a crustacean. <laughs> no. Might have, might have eaten a shrimp one day. <laughs> Maybe. By mistake. So, are you sticking with five? Yeah, I'm going with five. I'm going to go five. I'm going to go one higher. I'm going to go for six. The invasion of Britain was big, and the killer whale. So I'm going to go for six. That is a total of eleven for Phytius Maximus. Caprovium mm. crazium. Okay, you might not think there's going to be too much here, but he's an odd one. Is Claudius? He's very hard to pin down. I know I've said this about the other emperors. Yeah. But Claudius more than any other so far. So under the bad crazy. He would talk to himself. Yeah, but I think everyone talks to himself in some way. No, we don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> when delivering a speech to the Senate once, he suddenly addressed himself. He was halfway through a speech and he suddenly said, The time has come, Tiberius Caesar Germanicus, to reveal to the members of the Senate where your speech is leading to. So halfway through a speech, he talked to himself about what he should be doing. He isn't very consistent with his approach to justice. So when he heard of a man <laughs> committing forgery, which yeah. you committed forgery back then, they chop your hands off, fair and square. Yeah, couldn't forge again. So one day he immediately called, called for the executioner, despite the fact that it really wasn't a capital offence. But he just decided, no, nah, we're going to kill him today. Um, a whim. Yeah, very much on a whim. One man was accused for falsely claiming Roman citizenship. Now, an argument started by the lawyers about what this man should wear to the court case. <laughs> should he wear Roman dress, mm. giving the impression that he's a true Roman to the jury? Or mm. should he wear the Grecian dress, giving the impression that he's definitely not a Roman? Yeah. Yeah, you see their point. So Claudius says that this man should change what he's wearing throughout the trial. So he just had to keep nipping out and getting changed from Roman to Grecian dress throughout the trial. That's a bit, bit odd. It's a bit like a, a, a catwalk model, going back out, coming to dress in something yeah. else. I'll, oh, we going on a cat, that'd be great. It's like a catwalk style <laughs> thing. Because the judge is sitting in the end. The, the whole trial up. is just, what does he look best in? Roman or Grecian dress? See, I understand the logic behind it. It's, it's logical, isn't it? It's a really ridiculous way of doing it. It's one of those it. sort of... You get the impression Narcissus was out that day. <laughs> yeah. And he had to actually make an opinion himself. And he went, well, he should wear both. 
Oh, he, he can't wear both. He can swap. <laughs> of, of course, Emperor Sir. Oh my God. Where, where's Narcissus? Where's okay. Where's the sane person? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a bit bit odd. Once a man was executed, and the next day Claudius asked to see him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then was told the man had been executed. Mm. And Claudius replied that he had never given such an order, but he was glad that he was dead because that meant that his oh. um, freedmen were obviously doing their jobs properly. Yeah, but how old was he? I mean, if you, if you knew it in your early 60s, then... Yeah, well... Things slip your mind, you're busy being emperor. Again, I mean, this is... I mean, at, towards the end of my week of reading all about this, I just started getting this really bad feeling about Narcissus, and I can't help but feeling maybe this was one of um, those the emperor said such and uh, such should die. Yeah. So is this Claudius being a bit insane and just forgetting? Mm. Is it him just being forgetful? Yeah. Or is this a... One of his freedmen has ordered an execution pretending it's from the emperor. We don't really know. But it could be him going crazy, so I'll put it in. (laughs) Um, He created a law that said people could fart in public. Was that not allowed before? No, I think it was. I don't think... Well, in the same way that it's not specified in the law at the moment, is it? (laughs) He just made it nice and clear. Oh. Yeah. Just to get rid of that grey area. Yeah. Um, if someone was put to death or torture, he was impatient to see it and for it to start. So once, oh. when they were away from, <laughs> from Rome, there wasn't an executioner present to execute someone, so he had someone called from Rome come along immediately so they could get the execution That's going. That's quite dark. It is a bit dark. There's definitely a dark side to Claudius. That's almost Caligula. Yeah, you see flashes of Caligula, and you see flashes of him being controlled. Mm. And it's all a bit, hmm... Um, I mean, that's the first big flash I've seen. Yeah, and it's, there's a few when you're reading into <laughs> it where you, he, he loved the, um, not the Colosseum, it hadn't been built yet, but the, the games. Yeah. Um, he loved watching gladiators fight and be killed. He loved watching mm. wild beasts be slain. He killed that killer whale himself, or at least he was very close when it killed. Right. He definitely had a certain bloodlust. But I guess is, a lot of people did at the time. Yeah, a lot of people did. It just seemed to be downplayed somewhat. Um, compared to Caligula, but then if you've just had Caligula, he probably could have done anything and it would look better, <laughs> wouldn't he? It's so, true, yeah. On a similar vein, he would quite often send carpenters and plumbers and the like off to fight wild beasts if, and I quote, <laughs> any piece of work did not answer the purpose for which it had been intended. Wobbly stall, go and fight a lion. Oh, can yeah. I at least take my spokeshave with me? Yeah. <laughs> can I take my rasp? <laughs> rasp, rasp his claws off. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, he, he definitely has flashes of dark side. So he enjoys that, doesn't he? He likes that. He does. He does. He Just likes kind of seeing sick. people executed. He likes seeing people tortured. Well, he, but, well, too fair. But when he was, you know, the few years before he was emperor, though, that's probably all he experienced all the time. You know, if you well, yeah, if, he, if you experience something enough, eventually you're going to get accustomed yeah, to it. He was bullied relentlessly in his childhood and in his adult life by yeah. his nephews. So. <gasps> okay, so the next one. The day after Messalina had been executed, Claudius asked to see her which might be that uh he was a bit insane thinking he could bring people back or and again is this because narcissus had actually pushed that ahead without claudius really knowing so claudius actually thought he she was still alive because yeah because you well i don't know how research this was but you kind of implied that you know he oh he's wanted to see her anyway yeah so suggestion that he wanted to see her in the morning but he had definitely given the execution order so he was wavering, and then the execution takes mm. place. So some I've read in some places this is evidence that he was losing his yeah. mind slightly. Mm. But actually, Tacitus mentions that it was Narcissus who put the final definite order for execution in. 
So in that case, maybe Claudius just thought she was still alive. Mm. Also, according to other sources, when he was told Messalina was dead, yeah. he acted as if he didn't care. And he was very <laughs> passive about it, which is also a bit odd. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I mean. He's a hard one to get a read on. It's always, it's always quite yeah, black and white. It's two yeah. sides of one so, big In some crazy ways, coin. he seems sort of village idiot. Hmm. In some ways, he seems a bit sadistic. In some ways, he seems quite clever. In some ways, he's got all these different things going on. So again, going along the um, he was actually a bit of a tyrant. He killed Ooh. thirty-five senators in his reign and three hundred equestrians executed. That's quite high. So he, he had quite a lot of people killed because he was very paranoid people were trying to assassinate him. Well, Probably he... because people were trying to assassinate him. <laughs> and eventually oh, yeah. people did assassinate him. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can understand why he was paranoid but mm. he definitely ordered a lot of executions. But but again, like linking back to his past, you know, he saw Tiberius do the same thing and yeah. Caligula, that's all he's known. That's yeah. what he probably thinks a leader should do. Yeah. And if you're scared, you want to get rid of them, right? Okay, so that's what I've got for his bad crazy. Now for good slash sane. Um, he destroyed the paperwork for the treason trials, and he actually did it this time, rather than oh, having good. a lovely surprise like Caligula. <laughs> so treason trials were definitely gone. That paperwork is gone. Good. Never to come back. <coughs> sort of. Um, <laughs> he destroyed Caligula's poison collection, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's a very sensible thing. A trial was held up one day because a witness couldn't be found and Claudius was outraged and demanded to know what st stopped the man from appearing and eventually someone answered the man is dead there was a pause and Claudius said that's a sufficient excuse <laughs> so he obviously wasn't completely insane Caligula no. probably would have ordered the body to be dragged in yeah yeah let's he see let's roll it see where it lies <laughs> see the hand points to so he's obviously not just off his rocker mm. so that's what i've got for a probium crasium how crazy do we think he was see he's i mean caligula we gave 10 each didn't we he oh, hit yeah, he full was on 20 off he's his rocker not that. no he's not that i think it i think it's heavily implied there was some condition he had yes i that i mean from we have no idea what it is yeah but you know, there's obviously ideas about what it could be. Some of the things he did, I think, were from his background and how he's influenced. And I, I think something's just like quirky. I yeah, wouldn't say yeah. he was mad. I think just a bit odd. Yeah, I th yeah, eccentric. I get the same sense. He was a bit eccentric, and I get the feeling those really good things were him being directed. And I think the really bad things weren't because he was mad and evil. He was just not very good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the bloodless thing and the talk. I mean. A lot of people at the time probably enjoyed well, yeah, it as well. Of course I did. It was a spectator. He wasn't the only one yeah. watching those games. It was spectator spot. Everyone enjoyed it. So we can't really judge too much on that. Like you say, they're talking to himself. I mean, people do that when they're it, talking. It's nothing huge, is it? It's just that, like, the speech thing, that reminds me of um, the, the ex-Labour uh, leader, Miliband. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, in giving speeches slightly, you know, caught at the wrong time or something, or yeah. made to look a bit silly. Yeah, eating a bacon sandwich. Oh, gosh, I, I remember that. Claudius would have been caught many times eating a bacon sandwich. Yeah, probably the wrong way around or something. Yeah, probably. Bacon on the outside, bread in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to try that now, that sounds good. Um, yeah, okay, what are we going to go for, then? I don't think I can go higher than four. No, really? you're going for a four. Yeah, maybe even a three. You're going to go for a three. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna, I've got to go below five. He doesn't come across as crazy. He just comes across as slightly inefficient. 
<laughs> and in fact, there are some flashes of brilliance in there. Mm. But I get the feeling that's not really him. Yeah. I'm going to go for four. I'm going to go okay. a little bit higher. So that is a total of seven, which is our... Oh, no, that puts him on par with Augustus Ooh, for okay. Opprobium Crasum. So that is joint lowest crazy emperor so far. I think that's fair. Okay, next round. Successes Ultimus! What did he do what was good? He opened the Senate to be more inclusive of the provinces, so he invited a lot more um, of the Gauls in to go into the Senate. That outraged the Senate at the time, yeah. but actually it was good for the Empire in the long run, yeah. because you can't just have the elite of one city ruling yeah. everything. Because it's going to make them want to be easier to control, I guess, as well. That's, politically, that's very clever. Yeah, so that made sense. Kind of here, maybe... This is, this is fingerprints on that one, possibly. <laughs> yeah, do this. Um, he helped get more food into Rome. According to Dio, Claudius undertook to construct a harbour and would not be deterred even when the architects, when asked for what the cost would be, answered, you don't want to do that, but he built it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently the architects thought he would be put off building it when they heard it, when he heard the cost. I've got a, a, an image in my head of a bunch of architects standing in a circle and as soon as they're asked what the cost is they all suck through their teeth inwards oh it's hard to say yeah hard i mean say. your credit rating as well yeah so but he, he pushes on with it anyway and he builds his harbor so many a killer whale can get stuck into it <laughs> and be slaughtered more of the bloodless <laughs> yes. more nets he, he used people who were capable around him so he starts mm. the idea of using freedmen to actually um, take over places. Now, again, did he, or did his freedmen take advantage? We don't really know. But you could possibly give him credit for this. Because that's a sign of intelligence. Because if, if you're in a position that you may not be confident in, or yeah. you have a reputation about, you're going to put people around you that can do the job. We gave Augustus a huge amount of credit for having a grip around him. Yeah. So why not give Claudius credit for having Paulus and Narcissus around him? Because they obviously, well, we're certainly suggesting that they had a big impact on his it, ideas. And... Yeah, it would appear so. They definitely had a say. The fact they managed to get as rich as they did clearly shows that they were doing a good job. Um, building. He built a marble arch, which is nice. He mm. finished that aqueduct we mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, last week even, that Caligula started. Oh yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, remember Caligula got like 0 0.5 for starting it. And that's going to really, that's going to build the population's liking of you, surely. Yeah, yeah, um, and the aqueducts Water. cannot be understated with how magnificent yeah. they were back then. They towered above the city, bringing these life-giving water over. So they were huge statements as well as being practical. So mm. he, he finished one of them. Um, he attempted to create more arable land by draining the Fusine Lake, which has now been drained, um, but yeah. it was only drained a couple of hundred years ago. I think maybe even less than that. That's a long time to drain. <laughs> well, as I have just implied, he didn't quite succeed. He attempted to drain it. I like the idea of just like putting a hole for a plug and just, it's been slowly <laughs> undraining for 2,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just one pipe, one small pipe. <laughs> to see. Yeah, they, um, they built lots of canals and it took a very long time and then they had an opening ceremony and they all lined up on the lakeside and they had a party and then they released the barriers and let all the water rush away but one of the bends was too tight so all the water backlogged and they all had to run away before they went. <laughs> So, Yay, the Emperor's brilliant. Oh my god, run for your lives! <laughs> run, run! We hate the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, Agrippina used it to accuse Narcissus of 
incompetence. Ooh. So Agrippina was really trying to get one up on Narcissus at this point. Ooh. Narcissus and Agrippina did not get on. We'll get more into that next week. Excellent. So, um, yeah, so it didn't work. Everyone got wet, but he, he, he tried. So, yeah, Excellent. I'm not sure whether that's good. Maybe that should have been the bad. But, but he, he was the start of something. Yeah, yeah he, he was... tried to drain a lake. He was The thought was there. Yeah, it's the, uh, the, the innovation of it. Yeah. Yeah, he reorganised the court so they'd sit all year round. So um, a lot of bag- backlog was reduced, which is nice. He um, there was a habit at the time of leaving sick slaves to die in set places, and Claudius declared that if a slave had been left to die somewhere and they recovered, they were then free. Oh, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Because what was happening, they were just being dumped, and then if they recovered, their master would come along and go, right, you're back. And if they died, they just died. So they were free. And he also made it illegal to kill a slave. Well, that's nice. That is nice. Again, you've got three very powerful (laughs) ex-slaves. You've got to wonder where that was coming from. Yeah, slave rights. Slave rights, yeah. Yeah, There's not much, bizarrely, in the history of Rome of slave rights, but um, you're getting a little bit of it here, aren't you? So um, he also, (laughs) and this one you really can claim is his. This is definitely not people pulling strings on the back. the console. (laughs) <laughs> yes, oh, he, he had a good pet, Rock. Um, no, what he did was write a number of history books, which sadly we've lost. We don't have, but we've got records that he did it, and apparently they were quite good. Yeah. So he, he's more of a scholar, I guess. Or... Yes, yeah, because he wasn't allowed a p- political life to begin with, so he was forced to be a scholar, yeah. and he seemed to be doing a good job at it. He also wrote, wrote an autobiography, which, and I quote, was full of absurdities, but not bad in style. <laughs> so it was all rubbish, but it was written well. <laughs> yeah, well written rubbish. Yeah, so he could tell a good yarn. Right, so that was how successful he was. Bad, mm. to be honest, I couldn't really find much. Everything seemed to tick over quite nicely when he was in charge. I mean, yeah, like you said, things ticked along. I mean, I mean, the only question mark that hangs over is how much of the success is due to him, other than the three freed slaves that he put in control. I'm going to. I think I'm going to go to a seven. That's quite high. That is. I was going to go for seven as well. I think just, yeah, because I think you did really well. I don't know whether it's just because we've come off two really bad ones (laughs) that it's just quite nice to see things working. But But it did, and that's successful. I don't know, I I might knock it down one because I don't think it was necessarily him. But then, um, in that case, we put Augustus as, like, two. Yeah, but you get the feeling he knew he was delegating properly. He was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for six. I'm okay. going to go for six. So, seven and six. So, that's 13. Image of I'm going to do the quote first this week. Okay. Just to mix things up. Yay. Got I'll draw him while you're quoting. Okay. I've got Suetonius this week doing uh, the quote. Tall, but not slender, with an attractive face, becoming white hair... And a full neck. But when he walked, his weak knees gave way under him. He would foam at the mouth and trickle at the nose. He stammered and his head was very shaky at all times. So Jamie's now drawing that. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sort of my ideas as well. Yeah, so he said he's like a... So he's sort of almost well built. I'm guessing he's very, you know, he said he's a bit emaciated after... Uh, Caligula's reign. Yeah, but he also liked his food and drinks. So yeah, so he, he built up, up quite built a bit. Up a bit. 
Yeah. Draw the rock as well. Um, I could find no description of this pet rock wherever I looked. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that, that's what I think he may have looked okay, like. Okay, so Jamie has drawn bit. someone quite long haired, all quite chiselled in features. I, th- I think he's trying to show more slender, but when he oh, says slender, that makes it. Yeah. Like cheeks. Okay. Um, no hair on top. Um, the side. Captain yeah. John Luke Picard from Star Trek The Next Generation. That is a cheat. You used that one last week. Ah. <laughs> and we're getting towards the end. Okay, right. I'll show you the images as per usual. Here we go. Oh, he's, he's got the type of eyes I, do, I use. They're kind of arching up, sort of, I'm innocent and sweet. Yeah, he does, actually. I didn't notice that. He definitely... You know when you're drawing cartoons and you do the, yeah, he's got, the he's worried got, face? Yeah, he's got a very kindly expression. Yeah, it's quite kindly. So the first one, he has some, sort of a, a laurel around his yeah, head. Yeah, I, I couldn't crown. find for definite, but I know that he was awarded the naval crown, like I said, and also yeah. the civic crown at some point. So I'm guessing that is the civic crown he's mm. wearing there. He's, he's got quite a slender face. He, look, he looks older than the other busts. Yeah. That well, seems more accurate in yeah, that sense. Yeah, I mean, don't forget he was 50 when he became yeah. emperor. So um, it's more quite slender in them. He's got kind of a his nose is quite prominent. So I say Roman nose because he was Roman, um, and he's got a nose. <laughs> yes. um, and the other one's got he's got kind of like, almost like bowl haircut, so like that fringy thing at the front. He does look a bit like a friendly uncle, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He looks like the kind of uncle that would marry their niece. Oh yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention that in Frankenstein, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bung up one for that. Are one. you knocking them up? I'm knocking up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going from four. So that's now eight for yes. Probium Crazium. He I did marry his that. niece. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit weird. That's a bit okay. weird, isn't it? Right, okay. <laughs> Back to him with Joe Facius. Yeah, I think... He's, but... he's, he looks like the kind of person you, you'd read you a story and it'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, it'd be but Latin, is, but... Is that what you want from your Roman Emperor? He doesn't look strong. No, he doesn't. But he looks like he, like he suits the description. Yeah. I... I don't know, I'll let you go first. Actually, well... In terms of what he looks like and his description, how I, I would imagine that, I think it's quite close, actually. Eight. You're going for eight. Oh, yeah. See, I'm less impressed. I'm only going to go for five. Really? Oh. Yeah, I am. Because I, it, it just doesn't inspire me much. So... Thirteen. Yes, that is 3.25. I've done a quick calculation there. In your head. In my head. Um, uh, phone for, calculator. <laughs> for Imago Facio. No, Facius. Facius. 3.25. Tempo completed. He ruled from January 41 to October 54. So that is 13 years and 10 months. Ooh. So if you run that through our calculator... Uh, well done. Um, that is a score of 1.73. Ah. Which really shows you how much Augustus... Really aced everyone, didn't he? Yeah, because 13 years is not bad. Yeah. yeah he's only, only getting a score of 1.73. Augustus, 40 years. Wow. So, so that is a total, once we add all of that up, of 36.98. Oh, that is close to... I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm just checking. Oh, that's very close. 37.98. He has just beaten Tiberius who got 36.88 so that puts Claudius as our second best emperor so oh, far yeah that's not bad that is not, not bad. bad but does that mean he has a certain Gene César do they have a certain Gene César see I'm undecided because the logical part of my brain is actually thinking probably not because he's not he well, he invaded Britain, which is, he, yeah. I would argue, his biggest thing. 
Yes, invading Britain is. And the fact he managed, well, he suggested that he wasn't, well, he definitely wasn't killed by Caligula, but, you know, he suggested that he had a tactic for getting out of it. I think that that's a Genesis R thingy, but. Yeah. Yeah, I I I started the week thinking, yeah, this, I'm going to give this to him, Mm. because I love the story of him starting off with this illness of some kind, overcoming it, pretending to everyone that actually he was dimmer than he was, but actually it was all a plot, and in the end he becomes the emperor and he's great and everything works well. But I have to admit, the more I dug into it, the more I saw someone who was fairly average, who Mm. had some kind of disability, and then kind of did all right. Yeah. And everything ticked over. It's not something that's mm. making me... I wanted to give it to him because I, I, I kind of like him. I've had than, a big fondness, yeah. Yeah, apart from Augustus, he's definitely the nicest. And he's got his pet rock. Well, I, I think but, um, I think you've sort of answered that. I think he's... Yeah, he did okay. I, I'm really fond of him as well. But I don't think he has a certain genesis are. No. I'm, However, I think we need to make a, a consolidation for something. Okay. I think... We don't put Claudius into the Colosseum, but we put the rock into the Colosseum. Oh, the rock is a different issue. The rock, I think, needs a, an episode to his cell. <sighs> and the rock can't go anywhere because he's now our mascot. So the That's rock, true. The rock can go in. Oh, but then we're taking it off Claudius. But he's, but he's dead. dead, yeah. So he doesn't matter. No. And it's only a rock. It's, oh, yeah, that's a good With a bit of string tied around it. Yeah, okay. Rock, <laughs> well done, rock. You're in. Yes. And if, oh, look at his little face. He's so happy. If he's you're wa- cheering. If you're wondering what he looks like, he is mm. on Facebook. We've and, got a picture of him. And this is what he sounds like. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, unfortunately, Claudius, well done for surviving as long as you did. Yeah, and invading Britain. Thank and in, you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've got all of our interesting stuff in mm. this country because of him. Yeah, and um, September. Yeah, oh yeah, he got rid of Germanicus. Oh, oh hashtag bring back Germanicus. Yeah. So, sorry Claudius, you're off to the lions. No Genesis are this week. Oh, that's a shame. I, like you said, I was very fond of him. I, I really liked him. Yeah. Okay, so next week we go to his adopted son. Mm. Nero. Nero. And his very ambitious mother, Agrippina. Ah. ah. So is she going to be a big player? We will see. We will. <laughs> it's it's going to be... I'm looking forward to Nero's. Okay, so as per usual, we get to the end. We need to say some thank yous um, to, as always, the Rex Factor. I've, I've got no more to listen to. I finally actually caught up. All of them. All of them. All the Scottish kings as well. All the Scottish and um, all the... Because I became a Privy Council member. So yeah, so I've listened to their um, their premium episodes as well, which were mm. very good. Oh, good. I've just learned about William the Marshal. He was a brilliant knight. He was. <laughs> go and... It's like, cost 99p. Go and download it. It's yeah. really good. Um, right. Also, thank you to you, the listener. Yeah. We've had a huge spike this week in this yes. week, haven't we? Thank you. Thank you very People much. seem to start actually be listening to us. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, um, from all over the world. Yeah, we've had some from uh, America. Yeah. I noticed on the Podbean website, mm. you can zoom in to America. You can't zoom into any of the other countries. No. But you can zoom into America and look at what states have downloaded <gasps> you. The completionist in me now wants to get all of the states. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think we've got about 12 states so far. New okay. Jersey are winning, or at least they were this morning. Ooh. Texas are just behind them. Ah, oh, New Jersey. Yeah. If you're from New Jersey, thank you very much. Yeah, well, I, vis- been... I visited there once. Oh, did you? Was yeah. It good? 
Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so Wadden, New Jersey. Um, and, and Texas. And Wadden, Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, a bit more you can win. Illinois. Got Southern Pride. Only one, but at least there's one. If that was you. Mm. Well done. I love the way Illinois spelled. Yeah, it's French. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Illinois. <laughs> we'll probably cut that, but yeah. Yeah. we're just <laughs> rambling now. <laughs> so please do rate us if you're listening to us it will be yeah. hugely helpful um to let other people know um you can find us on twitter at at totalis rankium yeah well we're also on facebook as well um totalis rankium on facebook or roman emperor's totalis rankium podcast yeah and we are on podbean at totalis rankium podbean.com and we have a wordpress site which is totalis rankium yeah wordpress that is currently in development but yeah we'll we'll, we'll put more stuff on there um and yes itunes review would be fantastic so please do so Mm. okay so just finally to say there is no episode next week because jamie seems to think it's acceptable to go on holiday sorry please listeners wipe the tears away um (laughs) Uh, going on a cruise, aren't you? Uh, yeah, it's my wife's 30th birthday. Oh, how nice. So we're going on a cruise around Spain. Um, what I'm going to do, though, yeah. I'm going to do a, um, uh, like a podcast on the road. See if you spot any Romans. I'm, if I can spot any Roman emperors. Any Roman emperors. <laughs> yes, I'm looking for some Roman emperors. So yeah. you'll you'll hear my uh, success, or lack of, okay. probably lack of, when I come back. On the bright side, however, this gives me an extra week to look into the mess that is the year of the four emperors. Because I have not even started getting my head around that yet. So that will give me more time to do research. So all that needs to be said now is goodbye. Yeah, goodbye and thank you. Next week, Nero. Or the week after, next, Nero. (laughs) Good points. Goodbye. Bye. respect are you scared of talking to yourself because you don't you know i know kill a killer whale single-handedly kill the creature by getting several hundred of your favorite friends armed to the gills use nets use harpoons show that innocent beast no mercy go to lots of slow lingering pain so it dies a long painful death well done you you're a champion it could have killed your children you know although it wouldn't it's a whale warning if you can't find an orca kill a fish